Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time you may be listening, thank you for stopping by and welcome to the Newsmax Daily for Monday, January 22nd, 2024. It's the fourth of five Mondays this month, the fourth Monday of the new year, obviously, and the 33rd day of winter, which has been pretty brutal. The good news is the weather is going to improve throughout the week coming up. The bad news is there are still 57 more days until spring. The bad news is also that all the Cinderella teams are now out of the NFL playoffs. The teams that we all thought had a good chance of going to the Super Bowl uh, at about midway of the season are the teams that all have a chance at going to the Super Bowl, except for the Detroit Lions. I don't know if anybody expected them in the NFC Championship game, so go Lions. And let's give a little shout out to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They put up a heck of a fight. Personally, I am so happy for Baker Mayfield. I'm glad that uh, he has found a new spot for himself. And unless you are a Kansas City Chiefs fan specifically, I think everyone else is hoping for Baltimore to boot Kansas City and see somebody different in the Super Bowl. All right, that's my two cents. Today is National Hot Sauce Day, and people everywhere are debating their favorite, right? Surprisingly, the first bottled hot sauce sold in America wasn't anywhere in the South or even in California. It was in Massachusetts, of all places, more than 200 years ago. Tabasco, one of the first national brands, came into existence in 1868, still one of the top-selling or most popular brands today. If you're a fan of Texas Pete, you may know this, but if not, It's actually made in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. No Texas in it whatsoever. And while we're at it, Texas Roadhouse isn't from Texas either. You may have eaten there over the weekend. The big headline from the weekend is, of course, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis suspending his presidential campaign two days ahead of the New Hampshire primary. If there was anything I could do to produce a favorable outcome, more campaign stops, more interviews, I would do it. But I can't ask our supporters to volunteer their time and donate their resources if we don't have a clear path to victory. Accordingly, I am today suspending my campaign. It's clear to me that a majority of Republican primary voters want to give Donald Trump another chance. They watch his presidency get stymied by relentless resistance, and they see Democrats using lawfare this day to attack him. Once thought of as the only person that could supplant Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis immediately endorsed the former president. He has my endorsement because we can't go back to the old Republican guard of yesteryear, a repackaged form of warmed over corporatism that Nikki Haley represents. Well, I've had disagreements with Donald Trump, such as on the coronavirus pandemic and his elevation of Anthony Fauci. Trump is superior to the current incumbent, Joe Biden. That is clear. Donald Trump spoke about it last night with Newsmax reporter Mike Carter in New Hampshire. President Trump, breaking news today, Ron DeSantis suspending his campaign, endorsing you. Have you had a chance to speak to the governor? Do you welcome his endorsement? And what is your message to his supporters? Well, I haven't spoken to him yet, but I appreciated the endorsement. And look, he worked hard. He worked very, very hard. That's a hard, it's a hard deal. There's no question about it. And including his wife and family, they were all working. And you have to take, you have to respect it. They ran a good campaign. It's a tough business, I mean, very tough. But I was very honored to get his endorsement. You're coming off a historic win in Iowa. Numbers are looking good for you here in New Hampshire. Latest Boston Globe, Suffolk University poll has you at up 20 points. Uh, things are looking good right now. 
Nikki Haley, on the other hand, uh, you brought a whole team of South Carolina lawmakers with you yeah. to New Hampshire this week. Uh, they're endorsing you, not her. Uh, if you go on to win Tuesday, will it be time, will you call for Nikki Haley to drop out of this race? Well, I would never call for it, but perhaps she should. Maybe she'll drop out on Tuesday. Let's see what happens. I mean, I hear we have very good numbers. And Iowa, remember, she came in third. She didn't come in second. Ron came in second. And uh, maybe she'll be dropping out on Tuesday. We'll see what happens. But uh, you also, we go to Nevada actually first, and we're going to get 100% of that vote because they didn't register. They had bad poll numbers. They didn't even register to run. So I'm the only one running in Nevada. That's a big state. That's a lot of delegates. And then we go to South Carolina, and uh, I have almost everybody in the state is endorsing me politically. So uh, we're going to do very well there. And the polls are showing we're up by 40 or 50 points or something. So at some point, she'll do that, I guess, but we'll see. But I don't ask people to drop out. They have to drop out of their own volition. You mentioned Nevada, South Carolina. You've got to stop in Arizona along the way there. Some folks are starting to think, are, maybe you're turning your eyes towards the general election. I know you want to get ahead of things, but are you starting to think that way? Well, I think from the beginning, I've been thinking about, look, we have the worst president in history. We have the most corrupt president in history. Biden is the worst president in the history of our country. Uh, the happiest person about Biden would be Jimmy Carter because his presidency looks totally brilliant by comparison. Jimmy Carter was a brilliant president compared to Biden. And we have to get him out. So I think I've had my eye on that from the beginning, from beginning, long before I started thinking about, you know, running against certain people. But it's looking pretty good. I will say the numbers have been great. Uh, this is a fantastic state. We've done so well here before, as you know. It's new. New Hampshire is a special place for me. If you remember, in 2016, we came into New Hampshire really needing to get it. And we didn't just win it. We won it by 21 points. And it totally, I mean, from there on, we just ran the election out. It was beautiful. And then we won. So it was a, it was a great, it was, I love this state. We talk about the general election. Folks are already wondering about possible VP picks. I won't ask you for a name, but I will ask you, what are the kinds of qualities you're looking for in a potential vice president? Well, the biggest quality, the most important quality by far is how would they do as president? Because you really have to, that's the purpose. I mean, that's 95% of it, I would think. But uh, so that would be number one. But politically, you'd want somebody that's compatible. You also want somebody you can get along with. You want to be able to get along with the VP. You work with them. And uh, I think that's an important thing. But you really want to make sure that you pick somebody that uh, should it be necessary. And we hope it isn't. But they'll be a great president. Former President Trump in a Newsmax exclusive from New Hampshire last night, still not tipping his hat on his VP pick. But he did say that it won't be a surprise. And last week, I remember he said that he already knew who it was. So more on that in a moment. But first, let's hear more of the interview. Do you fear that any of these bad actors around the world will take advantage of the time between now and Election Day 2025, excuse me, Inauguration Day 2025, less than a year away now, uh, before you could potentially take office to take advantage of this White House? Well, they're doing it right now, and tremendously bad things are going to happen. It's like terrible. We're allowing millions of people to come into our country totally unvetted. Nobody knows who they are, where they come from, and they're pouring into our country, and they're coming from, from some pretty tough places. And it's, it's not even, it, it's almost like when I say that we will not allow men to play women's sports, I'm almost embarrassed whenever I say it because can you imagine some other group of people listening to that, men playing women's sports? 
It's the same thing with this. The things that they do on the border to allow millions of people into our country, no vetting, no nothing. We don't know who they are, where they come from. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And I say two things. Either they're extremely stupid or they hate our country. I don't think they're stupid at all. So they must hate the country because who would who would allow people to pour into our country from from places unknown and just pour into our country? And it's 100 percent that there's going to be a big problem. 100. It's not like, gee, 90 percent. And think of it. For four years, we had no terror problem. I had the terror ban. I had bans on people coming in from areas where there's going to be problem. You don't have that anymore. They're pouring in from some very bad and very dangerous places. And you are going to have big problems here. We're going to get them out. We're going to have deportation, the largest deportation, because it's not sustainable by any country. Having this is not sustainable. Former President Donald Trump speaking with Newsmax in New Hampshire, where he also held another rally over the weekend, as did Nikki Haley, now the last remaining GOP candidate. Can you hear that sound? That's the sound of a two-person race. They said, but what do you say about the fact that the governor of South Carolina came to New Hampshire to campaign against you? And I would say, you mean the guy that I beat when I ran for governor? Nikki Haley, who is continuing to poll well in New Hampshire, although still quite a bit behind former President Trump coming up with some good lines right there. And Asa Hutchinson, the former governor of Arkansas who dropped out of the race last week, endorsed Haley over the weekend, saying Donald Trump is intentionally dividing the country. It's not just New Hampshire, but it is long term, a one on race between Nikki Haley and Donald Trump. And I'm all in for Nikki Haley. And there was a lot of talk over the weekend about South Carolina Senator and former presidential candidate Tim Scott endorsing Trump over Haley, who appointed Scott to the Senate in South Carolina. On a side note, by the way, Senator Scott got engaged over the weekend. So congratulations to him and his fiancee, Mindy. Let's go to Chris Salcedo, who spoke about Ron DeSantis and Trump's VP pick with Florida Congressman Byron Donalds. Joining us now is Florida Congressman Byron Donalds. Uh, Congressman, it is it is great to have you. And it's nice to, to have you here because I, I, I'm just going to put you on the spot. You know your name is being floated out there uh, as vice presidential material. Uh, comment on the latest developments in the campaign and also on the, those rumors. Well, first, let's just say this. You know, Governor DeSantis, he fought hard. Uh, he entered this campaign uh, truly believing that he was going to be our nominee to lead our our party and to help get our country back on track. Uh, Republican voters stood strongly behind President Trump. He made the absolute right decision to drop out at this point in time. And I'll tell you, he's absolutely correct. The time has come for Republicans to unite behind President Donald J. Trump. We have an enemy in the White House. We have radicals through our government, and we have to be united as a party in order to get our government under uh, under control so our country can flourish and our people can truly live out the American dream. So look, I wanna thank the governor for being in this race. Political campaigns are hard. It's, it's tough on everybody, but he made the right decision today. Now it's time to go win back the White House. Congressman Ed Henry here, uh, great answer, but I didn't hear the part about the uh, potential vice presidential uh, running mate that Chris uh, <laughs> you know, dropped in there ever so slightly. I know you can't, 
comment extensively, but what are your thoughts about the fact that we're on to the general election now, essentially? Uh, that's where a lot of people are looking, and your name keeps coming up as a young conservative voice that the president is very comfortable with. Would being, uh, being on the ticket with him be, be something you'd be interested in? Well, look, Ed, I appreciate you not letting me off the hook. So, uh, look, I'll, I'll be direct with you. Uh, it's, it's really an honor <laughs> to be mentioned. Um, you know, it's something that, you know, coming in, going into Congress, you don't really think about. And so for voters and, and people in politics to constantly bring your name up is, is really humbling, really an honor. I'm going to do whatever President Trump needs done in order for us to get him back in the White House. If it's that seat, so so be it. If it's other things, that's fine as well. I'm committed to saving the country. That's what I'm focused on. He'll make that decision when the time is, when the time comes. But I think you raised a very good point. We are now focused on the general election. I believe Tuesday night in New Hampshire, uh, we're going to go ahead and win that in a big way. And then mm -hmm. Nikki Haley, it, it'll be time for her to drop out, in my opinion. And at that point, we need to be focused on Joe Biden and the, and the radical Democrats and what they're doing to this country. Florida Congressman Byron Donalds with Chris Salcedo and Ed Henry on Newsmax. This is not the first time either that we've talked about Donald's name coming up as Trump's running mate. I said this last week, and I'm still not ruling out Ron DeSantis either. As crazy as that may sound, crazier things have happened in politics. Time will tell. Meanwhile, a day ahead of the New Hampshire primary now, former President Trump is expected to be back in a New York courtroom today for his ongoing defamation trial. Today is also the day a judge will decide if the president's immunity claims hold up in the January 6th case. For more on Trump's legal issues, we go to former New Jersey judge Andrew Napolitano on Wake Up America. This is a huge moment because so many cases are waiting on this. Um, and also, I wonder how much weight they're going to take into consideration when we talk about, will other presidents be open to presidential immunity, or could that be challenged going forward? That's the argument that's been raised. Well, this is the argument that uh, Trump made, uh, that Charlotte just read uh, from the brief that Trump's lawyers uh, filed uh, two weeks ago, yeah. uh, that, look, if you don't give him uh, immunity, you're going to open up a can of worms. Right. Mm -hmm. The court is not supposed to take that into consideration. <laughs> Okay, so on the bench where those judges sit is a Latin phrase, let there be justice, though the heavens fall. They're not supposed to take into account the political reaction uh, to their decisions. So if he does lose this issue of immunity, do you see him taking this all the way to the Supreme Court? He will. He will, I am sure make an application mm. to the Supreme Court. I don't think the court will hear it. I think they will let the trial go forward and see what uh, what the outcome is. If at the trial, the jury decides mm -hmm. that what his behavior was on January 6th was in furtherance of his office as president of the United States. He can still get immunity from that jury. So his lawyers would still be free to make that argument before the jury. We will wait to see how that plays out. Maybe that comes down today, like you said. Let's move on to this. The judge in the Georgia case has uh, ordered a hearing into the Fannie Willis misconduct claims. I know you've been following this very closely. Uh, does this investigation lead to anything? What, what do you think will be uncovered? I don't think that this, I don't know what will be uncovered. Yeah. Uh, I know it's not good for Fannie Willis. On top of mm -hmm. uh, the allegations of her uh, intimate behavior with the chief prosecutor in, in the case, the courtroom prosecutor, his wife has subpoenaed Fannie Willis as a witness in their divorce case, and she's trying to avoid doing that. I, I, I don't uh, blame her. 
I don't think this will have any effect on the prosecution of the case against uh, former President Trump, other than perhaps to delay it a bit if she's removed as uh, as prosecutor in the case, if Mr. Wade is removed and a new team waiting in the wings mm -hmm. has to come in. There'll likely be an argument, though, from the defense that, uh, based on all of that, I would imagine, in if there's a new prosecutor that takes over. Well, if there's a new prosecutor that takes over, it presumably will somebody that be somebody that's part of the prosecutorial team now, so there wouldn't be someone starting uh, starting anew. Okay. But whatever Fannie Willis and Mr. Wade did together, it does not affect the quality of the evidence or the fairness to the mm. defendant. If it did, well, then the judge has to take that into consideration. I don't blame Trump's people for moving to uh, dismiss the indictment. Not going to happen. She needs to be moved completely off of this. Do you agree? Well, no, I don't agree. Oh, okay. It will it depend on exactly what happened. If they concocted this thing yeah. so that she could use taxpayer dollars to go on a five-star vacation, she's got, like. she's got a very serious problem. Right. If, on the other hand, she legitimately paid $650,000 to this law firm to pay for three lawyers to prosecute this case, and the lawyers are doing a good job, and she... Uh, also had a romantic relationship with one of them. Not good for her uh, ethically, yeah. but it's not going to affect the case. Yeah. Former New Jersey Superior Court Judge Andrew Napolitano on Wake Up America. And Fannie Willis, the Georgia DA, is in a Cobb County courtroom today for a divorce hearing between her special prosecutor and alleged boyfriend Nathan Wade and his ex-wife. Jocelyn Wade, the ex-wife, provided bank records that show the prosecutor, Nathan Wade, and the district attorney, Fannie Willis, took multiple trips and vacations together. President Biden and the First Lady arrived back at the White House this morning after spending the weekend at their Delaware Beach mansion, and the White House calendar shows no other events scheduled for the president today. That doesn't mean he may not deliver remarks on something here or there or some comments on something, but... No events on the president's calendar for this Monday. Over on Capitol Hill, Congress continues debating the president's massive spending bill for aid to Ukraine, Israel, and the U.S. southern border. As you know by now, the U.S. southern border is the caveat to the whole thing. Newsmax host Lydia Serrani spoke about it with Congressman Matt Gates from a diner in New Hampshire on Sunday. Last question before you go. If you don't get the deal that you want or that we, you think this country needs, should I say, from Speaker Johnson, do you see him going the way of Speaker McCarthy? Will, will you do it again? Do you think it was worth it? Oh, it's definitely worth it. Look, I mean, Johnson was able to claw back more than 20 billion of the McCarthy secret corrupt side deals that no one even knew about. Johnson's also operating with a very different majority, Lydia. He's got a one seat majority. McCarthy had a four seat majority. Oddly, McCarthy himself impacted our diminution in power by just taking his marbles and going home after he was no longer the speaker. And so uh, we've got to fight with the team we have. I think we need to fight harder. Uh, and I want a deal that demands border security. And you know what, Lydia, if we don't get a border security deal, then it's not just going to be Mike Johnson's job. It's going to be our entire majority. It's going to be all of our jobs because the American people want us to stand up and fight for something. That's what I'm trying to get the Congress to do each and every day. Florida Congressman Matt Gates on Newsmax's Sunday Agenda with Lydia Serrani. And a quick note from the business page today. China has purchased $40 billion worth of chip-making equipment to get ahead of any sanctions imposed by the United States and or our allies. This according to Bloomberg Business News. 
Like a lot of other things, we and the rest of the world need China and Taiwan Semiconductor produce a vast amount of the chips. Remember after COVID and the whole supply chain issues, Congress passed the Bipartisan Chips Act, which is funding more semiconductor manufacturing plants in the United States. So now China is stocking up on the equipment that it needs to produce more or produce it faster and better. This according to Bloomberg, the $40 billion of equipment was purchased from the Netherlands, and it's almost a record amount of equipment ever purchased by China. Today is the start of a very busy week on Wall Street with a slew of marquee earnings on deck. Tesla on Wednesday, Netflix tomorrow, AT&T, Johnson & Johnson, and a handful of others. There are also a couple of economic reports that will be released later in the week that the Fed will be cl uh, paying close attention to to gauge inflation. Meanwhile, the Monday trading session did get off to another green start. Stay up to date on all the news all day long on Newsmax. It is available on most major cable systems like AT&T, Comcast, Xfinity, Spectrum, Mediacom, Suddenlink, and many others. And have you checked out the new Newsmax Plus yet? Go to NewsmaxPlus.com, get signed up for a free trial. That's NewsmaxPlus.com. It includes all of your favorite shows and hosts, plus lots of great guests, documentaries, special programming, and much more. NewsmaxPlus.com. I'm Tony Marino. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Newsmax Daily. Don't forget, it is now available on YouTube and the Newsmax Rumble page. Enjoy the rest of your Monday and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.